What's going on, guys? Welcome to Topic of Discussion, Episode 6, starring myself, Mike Morgan. Ali the Guru. KJ All Day. And we have a very special guest once again, folks. Yes, sir. Mr. Tracy Ford. Let's go. From Portland State, owner and CEO of Ford Sport Performance. Welcome, Tracy. What up, man? What up? What up? What up? What up? up? Doing it for the people. Yes, sir. I I like that. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely, it. absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Honor to be here. Um, hopefully we can shed some light. Let's get it. Let's do it, man. Things. The only way. That's, that's Let's go. The only way. That's what I'm looking for. Let's get it, Tracy. Absolutely. Okay, for sure. All right, Tracy, so you're the owner of Ford Sport Performance, right? Right. And so we know that this place is one of the top gyms in America. Absolutely. And you've created that mm-hmm. from the bottom. Bottom. Like we say, from the mud. Right, right. That's what, that's what they're saying. <laughs> that's yeah, what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. How did it all start? Where did it come from? I mean, you know, when I really look at this stuff from the grand scheme of things, I mean, it really started in my Toyota Corolla with some cones, a speed ladder, and a passion to help kids mm. get better, help kids get better, help people get better. Because for me, everything that I do when I do these things is, for, is to help people. And, um, you know, just being in a u- unique opportunity to be able to bless and help so many people is kind of what I feel like I was put on this earth to do. You know, Bellevue High School is hot. That was my alma mater. You know, at that time, you know, they had won, I think, nine state straight state championships or whatever that may be. Shout out to Coach Butch Gontroff, who just got the running back coach's job for the in the XFL for the Seattle team. So that's pretty awesome. Um, You know, but after that, you know, Butch hit me and it was like, hey, Tracy, are you still playing? And I'm like, no, I'm not playing. He's like, you you sure you're not going to play no more? I'm like, no, I'm not playing. He's like, well, you need to come out. You need to come out here and you need to train my kids. And I'm like, okay. So he set up a meeting with me uh, at a Red Robin. That's his favorite little spot. He always with downtown Bellevue, Red Robin. So I meet up with him out there. And the biggest thing for him is what he said to me. He's like, Trace, I know you're doing a lot of stuff down south. He's like, but there ain't no money down south. Mm, okay. He's like, there ain't no money down south. You need to come up here yeah. on the east side. Nobody's really doing anything like this. And you need to train my kids, mm-hmm. which at that time was one of the best programs the in the country. Programs, yeah. And he was like, you need to utilize, you need to utilize what my football program to build your personal brand. And if you do that, he kept pointing at this. He said, you got this. He's like, you got this. And I knew that since you were 17 years old, you got yeah. this. And I need this on my kids. He said, I'm not going to, I don't want to pay a, my strength coach to come in the gym, write a workout on the board and leave. And going, I, I, yeah. I, he said, we're playing Trinity mm. of Texas next year. First game of the season. Mm. Ulysses Trinity, you know, yeah, you're know, Texas, yeah, Texas, you know, Texas, you know what that yes, looked sir. like, you know? know. And he was like, I want my guys to be prepared and you're the only guy that can get them prepared. And I said, all right. And he was like, well, where are you living right now? And at that time, I was living in my mama's house. I was living in my, mom, my mom's and dad's house, a grown-ass man with a kid living there. I'm like, damn, you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah. all right. And yeah. he said, you know, um, well, the first thing you need to do, you need to come out here. You need to live in Bellevue. And I'm like, okay, well, shoot, how am I going to do that? Like, I ain't, you know, I, I spent I, all my yeah. money that I made in the CFL, yeah. all, all, yeah, 50,000 of yeah. it. That way, ain't nothing anyways. But to me, a kid fresh out of college, that was the world to me, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, I ain't got no money. What, you, what am I going to do? He's like, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm going to have you stay in one of the mother-in-law houses of one of the coaches. So you're going to have, oh. you're going to be able to have free rent. You're going to be able to have free rent for the first, uh, he said, first three months. And here go this check. Here go this five thousand dollar check. And this is what you're gonna do. This is what the money wow. that you're gonna get to uh, train my team for the year. Oh, for the year. Mm. For, oh, for, for the year. Oh, for, for, for the year. year. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let, me, let me get that straight. Uh, five thousand dollars for the year. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what, what am I gonna do with this? 
He yeah. like, you figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, cool. I'm gonna figure it out. Let's talk about this culture that you've been able to cre create. Right. You yeah. It's yeah. it's crazy now, man. I remember you were in that that gym. Yeah. In the little with the little uh, fence around it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was yeah, small, yeah. man. Yeah. It was small. So you started from there. Yeah. Now you have one of the biggest, well, the biggest facility in the Northwest Pacific Northwest. Like, how are you able to create this culture? Like, you got Pro Bowlers, Bobby, KJ. All these guys are training. You got Bellevue High School, all these places. Like, how are you able to create that culture to make these beasts? Uh, man, when I think about the culture, I think it's just the iron sharpens iron mentality, you know, because, you know, to me, I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the best in anything I did. That's why I was so strategic with everything that I did. So when I looked at situations like what I was going to run into, I said, OK, I'm going to do this and I'm going to create a culture that is based on a competition, B you know, iron sharpens iron. So the first thing that I did is I said, okay, I need, if I'm going to do this, I need to go get the best kids. Everybody asked me, well, what do I do to start? And I said, you got to go get the top kids. You got to go get the top kids and the top guys. That's what you do. And, you know, and if I can get the top players from a high school standpoint, and then they're going to go against each other. And that's that iron yeah, sharpens iron yeah. mentality, mm -hmm. you know, and you just continue to have that, uh, that, that level up. But then, you know, fortunate enough that, you know, I ran into guys like you guys, that probably thought I was crazy when I first Hey, the first time I showed up at, at four sport in, in the little, little yeah. gym room, yeah. shed, D shed invited me, oh, Deshaun yeah. shed, there he goes. one of our former teammates. He invited me in there and the, the workout was ridiculous. I said, yeah. bro, I'm in the NFL. <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> It's, 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 it Church was, like, it was one too thing much we going to do is we going like, to work. Yeah, I remember. He's like, what? Hey, I don't know about y'all, but one thing about me, I know how to work. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm going to say this. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that, was my, that was my last time working out there. But then, hey, but then finally I, I came back. She was like, bro, man, you got to come back, no. man. Hey, he he going to lighten up a little bit. You know, he, 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 he he's used to training high school kids, man, but he, he'll lighten up a little bit. And so. So I came back, man. Hey, so Tracy, so let me ask you this. At this point in your career, you, you train guys at all three levels, pros, college, high school. Absolutely. Do you find yourself coaching the levels differently? You know what I mean? Like, do you are you more harder on the pros and high school guys? How, how was that? You know, I, I, I think so. You know, with the, with the pros, you know, it's like, look, I don't need to, we don't need to do too much. You know what I mean? For, for us, we just want to make sure we're mobile, stay healthy and all that other stuff. But in the college guys, when they're getting ready for the draft, yeah, I got to go be a little harder on those right. guys because y'all right. have absolutely no clue what y'all about to walk into yeah. in the in the multi-million dollar business that you're walking into. So if you're not ready, mm -hmm. then that's on me. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the high school kids, is that's when it's created. When you talked about right. creating the beast, is the, the, the high school kids, is that's where it's created. If we don't create that mentality and have that killer instinct right then, then... You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're wasting each other's yeah. time right here. You know, yeah. so get. I think the biggest thing is telling these kids half the time what they don't want to hear mm -hmm. is what helps these kids because you run into a lot of kids that you know someone's telling them how great they are. They'll be in middle school and they they've been so great in little league their whole yeah. life, yeah. and they come up to us and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of dudes like you. Like yeah. you ain't yeah, yeah, yeah. you in a little city of Federal Way or a little city of Tacoma. Mm -hmm. Well, this is just the broad. Now, now you got got to be around the top kids in the state, and mm -hmm. that ain't even including our little mm -hmm. small yeah, state the, up the, in the up, north. Up, 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 yeah. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That that's had to compare to the country. So you know, I think when you when you ask about the differences, is yeah, like it when they're in high school, you've got to really in eighth grade because that's when we really mm -hmm. start. Yeah. Is that that's when you have to start to get. 
you know, serious about is this, this what I want to do? Yeah. So what's up with these parents? Do you see these parents doing the most with these kids? I mean, I've had kids that are, you know, we talking about nine years old, 10 years old. They're like, man, you, you know, you really got to, uh, check, but, but, but my, but this 10 U team that I got this, this nine, 10 U team. I mean, they the real deal. I'm talking about these kids are special. And I'm yeah. like, they all going to the league. They, like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, you in my office, yeah. you see the backdrop. Of all these dudes that said, you in here talking to me and pitching me about 10-year-old kids, 10-year-old kids, wanting me to have a football team. You, you No, because, not because I want to have a football team to help these kids develop. It was because they need exposure and they need YouTube followers. Yeah. And they need, you know, we can start promoting them and marketing them. And I'm like, you prostituting your kids. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. I won't do that. I won't do that. I don't believe in it. I think it's wrong. And I get it, like, the marketing and all this stuff right now. But at the end of the day, man, that's your son, man. That's your son. Like, if he might not even want to play football out yeah. there. Don't push them out there. Don't put him out there to put this big old spotlight on this kid. So when he becomes, what? It, oh, oh, what, you're going to feel good about your son at 10 years old and you create the Instagram? Because now these guys are creating the Instagrams for these guys. Yeah. And you putting hashtag uh, uh, hashtag eat my dust or <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I you know you, you, that kid can't write that. Yeah. You talking about in his in his profile? God first, football first. He is eight years old. He did not write that's ridiculous, that. man. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. How do you handle you know? those parents? You keep it real with them. We keep it all the way real. Keep it real. We keep it all the way real. We keep it all the way one hundred with them. And, and, you know, and it's just like, no, you don't need to do that. You know, and some of them don't want to listen. Some of them are like, no, we need to do this. We need this. Like, look, man, if your kid is good, he going to get noticed. Yeah. Especially when he get to 13 years old, yes. 14 years old. He going to get noticed, man. Like, we don't need to start this hype train on these kids right now because I think, you know, I, even getting even more intellectual with it, it's like, man, you see the suicide rate on some of these athletes and some of these kids and mm -hmm. it's getting younger and younger you got kids in college that is committing suicide because they've had this freaking yeah, pressure yeah so much pressure. pressure a lot of pressure you know what i mean no pressure no pressure don't pressure your kids and let just let them go mm -hmm. you know and, and, and again I, I got i got kids at that age i got a seven-year-old son and i and if this is pressure i watched him at track practice yesterday and he got in the car i was mad because i was mad i watched my practice and i was mad he quit he quit on a run. He didn't finish. And again, I wanna go call him out like that. When when he got in the car, and I said, Sincere, I don't ever want to see you quit. Mm -hmm. He said, I said, look, am I will I ever be mad at you for losing a race? Absolutely not. Will I be mad at you for not giving me a hundred percent effort? Yes. 100. Yep. Now, I'm not mad if you you lose, you lose, yeah. man. It's all good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, you know, why worry about that? That's yeah. that, that, I think that's creating that toughness, too. Right. Yeah. That menta that mamba mentality, that yeah. killer instinct. You know, but like, but will I get mad at you for not giving me 100% effort? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Because, again, we talk about effort. That's the same thing when they get into this work field. Because, yeah. you know, sports is going to take you so long. You know, you can get into real estate. If you ain't got no work that thing, and you're going to quit, and you're not going to give you no effort. You're going to make no money. You're going to make no money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get into a job interview, and you're not going to, and you get to the final interview for this seat, this big time, five old, you, you know, up. this five, this big time corporation uh, company, and you in the final interview with another person, and you don't come with your A game on your final interview because, you feel like you already made it, like, or I, I'm just happy with being the final two finalists. Yeah. 
Like, and it starts with the effort. Like, no, no, give me everything that you got. When you walk into that interview, make, interview, make sure you buttoned up, make sure you got your notes, make sure your interview status right now when you come into this is way better than your first and first and second and third interview because you got one spot for you and somebody else. So you got to give me everything that you got. And that's the effort. Yeah. So I'm dealing with it. Yeah. And that's the difference between kids and these parents really pushing these kids because they want to live through their kids mm. rather than... The guy that's just saying, let that kid be the kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Trace, let me ask you this. So you, your, your, your facility has a certain brand, a certain culture. What do you do when a kid comes in that's not as tough? A little on the reserve side, mm-hmm. a little bit on the soft side. How do you mold that kid? How do you push that kid without being... In 2019, you know what I mean? Right, right. In 2019, we are so How do you get a kid right in, in this, at this time? You know, I I think it is, uh, you know, you put, I always take this analogy. I say, if I put a dog, I got, I got, I got a killing a kennel of pit bulls. Okay. And let's not call it pit bulls. Let's call it something. Let's call it. Like, you know, they are trying to get pit bulls a bad name. Let's call it. I got a German shepherd. So <laughs> yeah. I'm good with it. I, I got, I got a kennel full of dogs. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to walk into this kennel. These kids have all been in your shoes at one point in time. Right. And you're either going to sink or swim. Mm-hmm. You're either going to bite or you're not. You know what I mean? And if you're not going to bite, then you're probably going to want to get out of this kennel. Or you're probably going to get eaten alive where it's like, yeah. I don't even okay. want to come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. So you wait, come uh, back, so, it's so, okay. Okay, so Tracy, so if you get like a softer kid, right, and they, and they don't really make it, do you just like say, okay, say this is not for you? And then, you know, they go about their way or do you actually try to invest into them a little bit more and try to toughen them up? You know, that, that is a good. So, so we have different programs. Let me let me say that. Like if a kid's like that and he can't hang with the dogs, it's OK. Yeah. You're going to get some private training. Because to get you right, man, yeah. to get you right, to have a little bit. Yeah. You don't need to be in that pack of wolves. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you ain't ready for that pack of wolves yet. So why don't you go get you a trainer? We're going we gonna to check your FMS. We're going to do all the right stuff. Make sure that you're good. You can band, do all those things. And we're going to have to take a couple steps back because you're just not ready to go with these elite guys. And it's okay. Mm. And like I said, it's okay. You just need to be the best version of yourself that mm. you can right. be. And if we could still teach them that work ethic that I was really bad and I was really soft yeah. and I, was, I wasn't very good yeah. and then they become better, then to me that's that life lesson that lear- that that portrays and helps those kids in life to know that I wasn't right. really good in football. Yeah. Yeah. But I worked really hard and I was like a starter on a varsity team at yeah. one point in time. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So like that's kind of so the answer to that is like, yeah, okay, this ain't this but yeah. well, the wolves ain't for you. Let's go, let's go so, with your own so little you, be, you believe that toughness can be taught. Or you just it's just in you. It's just in you. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> quick story. When I was in college, we had this dude play linebacker. One of the softest dude I ever laid eyes on. How soft? Softer yeah. than Charmin. Wet Charmin's toilet paper. <laughs> soft. Like, we'll be working out. He'll be crying. We'll be doing a leg press. Just a little <laughs> soft. Just soft. But over the years, Coach kept working with him. Kept grinding. Kept pushing him. And eventually, he became one of the boys. So I believe that you can mold a kid. It's up to the kid to yeah. buy in. Yeah. You yeah. got to buy in. But some, but some people, you got to just keep pushing and pressing them. I agree 100%. I think you can make a kid tougher. 
And you yeah, and you've been I able agree, to do that. I Just do like agree, you can make you can make a kid more talented. You you, you yeah. know those guys that come in that kind of have the the raw talent. You can right. see like, oh yeah, he's he's got a nice size. You can kind of groom him and, and mold him into that player. Yeah, yeah. But what's the difference? Is tough mean like a dog? Can, can, are we going it's tough a dog? Like, cause you can make a cat tough, right? But it's still a cat, <laughs> right? I don't know. No, if you know toughness. I mean that dog. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, now I see. Now I see what you're saying. Now I, I, see, I, I saying. see the toughness. I think there's, I I think yeah, there's I think a little the bit of a, okay. a levels thing to this. There's some saying. people that are tough as nails. Yeah. There's, there, but there's only a select few that are like, like just dogs. The hardest, like hard nosed dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they'll never get to that. Like, you can have this tough, but. They, they they won't be able to match up yeah. with nah. these other guys. They nah. just won't. They'll nah, be they'll they, be the only top version, but they're not gonna make it. They're, they're not, not. They're not gonna be like a like a. You definitely, I agree that you can make yeah. a kid tough because it's like we doing this, and if you ain't doing this, you are gonna get left out. And they yeah. still feel like, oh no, I'm okay. I'm gonna do everything. Yeah. I'm gonna do everything. But to make a kid a dog, like you know, but you know, but you, but you, know you got those you got those kids <laughs> like you got some of those guys that they just man, you you a big. Kid, yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta use your size, bro. Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah, come on, let's get right. But do they ever do that though? So, ha, so. Ha, has it happened for you? Have you seen a kid in this new age, oh. 2019, where everybody's <laughs> super sensitive and you can't you can't say certain things to kids because oh, it's a, it's offensive. It hurt oh, it yeah. hurt my feelings. Or it's bullying. Or it's bullying. Mm. <laughs> but bullying, bullying is real. We're actually gonna have that come up eventually as yeah. a topic. But yeah. can you like how can you do? How can you create that? That beast without I, I, hurting feelings. Yeah. Cause you know, man, you gotta mommy, hurt them mommy. feelings. You gotta hurt them feelings. You gotta hurt their feelings. That's, that's, that's the that's only part of growth. Yeah. That's you gotta hurt their feelings. You gotta, you gotta toughen them up. You make be like, man, you soft. You acting like a little, you acting like a little punk right now. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, if you don't tell them, someone else is gonna tell them, and that's when the feelings really get hurt. The real world hits you. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna really hurt you. But you actually care about the kids. So if you tell them. It's different, you know, it's because I, I'm telling you because I care about you. You're going to hear this from someone else who don't care about you, who's just trying to put you down. Yeah. Right? So you got to so, them so up. So, Tracy, how, have you seen a guy that's just super talented? How far can just talent yeah. take oh, you? Oh, yeah. Can they, can they just take you to the top? And be real about this one because <sighs> a lot of people got it twisted. Well, it could take you to the top, but I don't know how long you're going to stay exactly. there. Exactly. Hell of an answer. Yeah. Hell of an answer. But I, I, I def, there's some dudes yeah. that just... Just make it off a of talent. It's like, but he's really good. Like I, I didn't see a lot. Some kids where it's like, <laughs> he don't come to practice. He don't come <laughs> to game. He, he, he gonna show up to the game. Mm-hmm. And when them lights come on, he just go. Yeah. It's like, but well, Tracy, we all can only take you so far though, Tracy. Tracy it, it, it won't keep because yeah, it won't yeah. keep and, you at the and, top. And we don't. And I, we've all seen you, the you guys see, that yeah, are super yeah, talented. Yeah. And they get there and they, yeah, yeah. they blow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot you disappear. You fade away. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of guys, they like especially these top recruits, they go in with this mindset nope. of like I'm I'm the best, I'm I'm a beast, and then all of a sudden, like everybody else, when when you go to college, everybody's good, right? When you go to these elite high schools, everybody's good. Nope. So how can you like you got to be able to go when it's time to go? Like that talent's only gonna get you so far. And I then, agreed. The, it's agreed. like when them when it's like fourth quarter, overtime, mm. hot game on the line. That talent can get you that point, but that toughness will be the one where you can make that game win and play. Absolutely. Where you can catch that ball in that heat, yeah. break them tackles. You go, I'm telling you, toughness, I mean, talent, you can fade away. You can last a little bit, but if you ain't got that mentality, you're not lasting, Ali. Yeah, you're not going to go nowhere. You're getting ate up, no. Ali. As we're talking about business here, 
And, you know, everybody that that's in the business world, they, a lot of people say they are, are self-made. Mm. Mm. So you've you, you, you been in this business for a while. Do you consider yourself to be a self-made um, business owner or did it take help from others? You know, I, I think it's a I think it's a complimentary of both. You know, I, I did I get help from somebody? Yes. But did he give me the key? He gave me the keys and said, you go drive. But I ain't never took no driver's license test. I ain't <laughs> never went to driver's head. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know how to drive a car. You know, I didn't even know how to drive. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, if you crash, you crash. It's all good because the car didn't cost that much. much that car didn't cost much yeah, to yeah. me anyways. Yeah, yeah. So you could crash it if you want, or yeah. you can go swander whatever investment money that I gave you. And you can, you are, you know, you, right. are, you, are young, you are a young black man, whatever. You know what I mean? You, you could take this money that I give you. You can go buy some cars and some jewelry, but that's on you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was like, all right, here's, here's what I got. And now I got to go figure it out. Mm. I had absolutely no idea what a profit and loss sheet was. I had absolutely no idea how to file taxes. I had absolutely no idea. And I had a big building, how to be in code, to make sure I had exit signs, to make sure I had all these different things that I had absolutely no clue about. So when we talk about self-made, yes, 100%, I feel like I'm self-made because I had an opportunity, but it came from an opportunity. That's just like, right? You can tell Mm -hmm. me if you're in the league. You're going to get an opportunity whether you drafted as a priority free agent. Right. Or in the first round, that's just opportunity. What you do with that opportunity is what you do. But you did have to have somebody to believe in you, mm-hmm. and I had somebody okay, okay, to yeah. believe in me. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, Trace, I want to ask you something, and and you could tell you could tell us if if, if you want to share the story. Okay, I know that you're self made. I could see it. I could feel it. You know, when you talk, but when you say that person gave you that opportunity, when you're here on the east side and you're building your gym. What did that opportunity look like? Like, how hard was it for you to get that opportunity to start your gym? Did they allow you to be in this city, to build a gym in this city? Like, what did that look like, that process? And what, when you really look at that, like I said, I got hired by Butch Gontroff, one of my one of my best mentors, my high school coach. I love him to death. He changed my life. Coming to Bellevue as a senior in high school, I, I came from Federal Way, and I, and I transferred to Bellevue as a senior, that whole recruiting thing. Yeah, I, I was probably the one that probably started the thing. Oh, you was a you part of I mean? a recru- yeah, recruiting but, scandal? But, we wasn't part of a recruiting scandal. <laughs> I moved into the area, but to the outside world, it was recruiting, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of these kids just moved into this area, got a house in the area, got a house in the district, whether they whether whether they whether they rented a room or whether they rented an apartment, they got they moved in the district you play, right? But um, when I look at that is he gave me the opportunity and I was fortunate enough to dive in into the Bellevue into Bellevue High School but at that time they were really really good you know yeah. they were really really good I think in 2012 we won a national championship we were Sports Illustrated national champs that was the first year I took over the strength program and so as you know more money more problems oh, more mm-hmm. success more haters yeah. right so at one point in time the brink got so high that Y'all had to be doing something wrong. Right. So, you know, I mean, they blew it out of proportion. There's no, 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 no mystery. I mean, Seattle Times got into it and they try to hang. They try to hang everybody, hang everybody in that program. Everybody in that program, Butch, including the first person for sure that they're going to look after is they're going to go after that, uh, young, light skin, tattoos, dreadlocks. With the dreads. Who was that? They're going to go after me. Oh, that was you. They're going to go after that guy first. You used to have dreads. You know, right. you know. <laughs> So, you know, and again, and I think a lot of the reason why is I was really passionate, really passionate. Then I think I was 20, 
I think I was 25. I was 25 at that time. 25 at that time, really passionate. I was just got done playing, so everything that I was doing was like, <laughs> I'm running on the field with cast. Like, you, 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 you know, you still got it. You still got it. You know what I mean? I, I probably, again, we talked about that pushy area. Yeah, I probably pushed those kids, but a lot of the kids responded. And you can ask Miles Jack who went 36th overall. You can ask Buda Baker, mm. who also went 36th overall. Is that same mentality Beast. that we instilled in those young kids when they were really young, they still remember that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The whole thing of being allergic to losing and addicted to winning. Like that whole thing, like they, they that was installed and they didn't want to lose in anything that they did. So when we talk about the obstacles and, and the things that had, had happened and encountered is yes, they, Bellevue was winning. They wanted to get, they wanted to knock down Bellevue. They wanted to knock down the powerhouse that, that had 11, st- 11 state championships in 13 years. They wanted mm-hmm. to knock that down. There had to be a reason yeah. why they're doing it. So, you know, they appointed First person, let's point at, let's point, point at me. Let's point at me, Seattle Times. You know, let's point at me. Yeah. And, you know, ended up talking on the air. You know, the guy that was probably in that room videotaping, he was doing a documentary actually on a whole, the progress of opening up the new facility and all that stuff. So there's always cameras in, oh, so, one camera. So there was, a, that was a, what, like a spy camera? Because I, I, I know. I re- yeah. Yeah. I kind of remember that story a little bit. So you were in the gym, in the, in the office. And you had somebody had like a camera that was on right. you, and yeah. I remember because I, I, I was watching the news. I was like, "Oh shoot, what? oh yeah, oh, what, what they about to take Tracy?" Yeah, oh yeah, what happened? Yeah, tell us a little bit about I mean, that. Like, I mean, how did that quick story? Quick story. Like, when you look at that, it was literally, I basically it, it was after the state championship. I think out of 2015, I think 14, one of those years, 2015, 2014, uh, Bellevue High School had lost the state championship, and we had had a meeting with you know you know in high school football you know at Bellevue football the culture was so tight you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. it's like we're gonna have a meeting a team meeting you know because we just lost we ain't lost in four years you know it's X amount like of years like a round table L- yeah literally, literally we, had, we didn't even lost a game there was a win streak they ain't lost a game in five years you know what I mean so it's like they lost Panic. they know what they lost you know what I mean so we had to have a meeting yeah. and we had to talk about how how this went down you know and um you know and, and, and again I was always so real and I had said you know um I had talked to you know kid one in particular was like hey man you're a bad teammate he said what do you mean I'm a bad team I said you're a bad teammate I said all this stuff stems from you know certain people and then we started calling out names you you let's not take this personal we just keeping it real this is a real circle yeah. we all family in here so let's not take it personal but we're gonna have to hold each other accountable keep it real I said you're a bad teammate I said what do you mean I'm a bad teammate I said because you punched your teammate in the face at one point in time that's why you a bad teammate, mm. you know, and, you know, it got, it got really, it, it got really escalated. And I was actually telling the story to some of my uh, colleagues mm-hmm. in the gym, thinking that, you know, I'm just yeah. in the gym yeah. talking. Yeah. And yes, mm-hmm. I use some, some profanity into that, into that, you know, the mother yeah. F's and you know what I mean? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, the message was very clear was you think the message to this young man was you think that you are the the best thing since hot grease, right? You think you're just the best thing ever. Because why? Because I'm the strongest person on team. I was like, that's cool. You're the strongest person on this team. Yeah, I'm the strongest person on this team and I'm I'm this and this. That's cool. You you, you can be all that. But if I were to take you to 
LA Ooh, and drop you yeah. off in one of these schools. If I were to take you to Texas, drop you off in one of these schools. If mm -hmm. I was to take you to Florida, if I would take you anywhere else, you wouldn't be the strongest guy in the school. Mm -hmm. So while you worried about being the strongest guy in the school, you need to worry about being a good teammate. Yeah. You need to worry about, you need to worry about doing all the things that make yourself better. You know, so again, so again, and they were they, recording all this. They were recording all that. And I was using some, that was using some, <laughs> so, some vulgar So that language. was a little bit of adversity for you. So what what else happened? What happened after that? Can you give us a little bit about the after effects of it? Man, I'll I never remember. It was I was bad. I was like, oh shoot. Yeah, man. I, I think that. Gym. Yeah, I mean, no. I think they, you know, they they put it all out there. I mean, it's on the news. It's on Seattle Times. It's on the front page of the Seattle Times. I'm like, wow, you know. But they called you. What was like? You're a bully. What bully, bullying, uh -huh. bullying, 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 and then everybody in that room knows what happened those yeah. kids they know what happened yeah. you know but again i look at it in the grand scheme of things five years later where is that one kid that i kept holding accountable he ain't in college he didn't drop out of that you know mm -hmm. and he was supposed to be a recruit <laughs> he didn't drop out of that okay mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you know what he doing right now and what am i doing right now i'm right. still living i'm still breathing and a lot of those people they wanted to see that cr crash down because i had too much power yeah. Had too much power. Was who, young. Who do, you who do you think was trying to wanted to see you? Crash? You know, they, they wanted to see Bellevue crash. They wanted so to see Bellevue crash. So, so, so with that, they had to take down everybody else yeah. that was with it. Mm. Okay. You know, they wanted to take down everybody else that was with it and associated with it. And for me, they wanted to bury me because it was too much power, too much influence on the kids, and he's not the right look. Oh, like that, that's what, my hold opinion. On, hold on. What is that? What do you mean? Not the right look? You know, it's, you know, at, at that point in time, you know, like I said, you, you got tattoos, you still got, got dreadlocks, <laughs> still got, they ain't going away. Yeah, they, <laughs> they ain't going away. I might cover up. They ain't going away. You can't give it to those. And tattoos, and they didn't understand me. They just didn't understand the reasoning and the passion. They took the passion and, and misconstrued right, right, that right, right. with, He's out of control. Yeah. No, I ain't out of control. It's a little raw for him. So my question is, after going through all your obstacles, you know, going through all that adversity, all these people talking down on you, I mean, you, you cutting your dreadlocks off, walking differently, talking differently in front of different people. You're like a chameleon, right? You, you put you in different crowds and you can shape shift so that way I could present myself to you because I'm trying to make something happen. What drove that? What's inside you that drove that to hit your goals? Um, you know, when I think about that, I, I, I think, you know, it's, it goes back to that common denominator. I'm here to help people. And the truth never expires. It goes back to the, the truth never expires. Yeah. I'm here to help people regardless. And now where I'm at is I don't even train like that no more. I train my group of guys and that's it. That's really it. But now we talk about helping people. Now I'm not only, cause everybody be like, okay, he's a trainer. He's a trainer. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm a business owner. Yeah. Let's, oh, let's, we, let's, oh, let's yeah. get, let's get that perfectly clear. Yeah. I am not, I started as a trainer. Now I'm a business owner that employs and helps over 20. I have 50, I have 15 coaches. I have five administrative staff and I help employ these people to help feed their family. Mm. At the same time, taking an internship program that now has over 10 interns that will intern just the summer to help give them the knowledge to understand that this industry is not, e it's not easy, cool, and fun. 
just make this look really, really easy. But it's not that easy. Like there's a lot of work that goes in between it from the marketing and promoting and directing and things of that nature to actual program design of actually designing a training program that's quality that can serve and give results. And that's the product because everybody gets this thing confused. They try to build these things and they do it all backwards. And I look at the three things that you talk about building a business. Well, the first thing is you got to have product. You got to have product. Hey, you got to have product. And after you have product, then you got to create your brand. Then you got to create your brand. And after you create your brand, then you got to create your team. Then you got to get your team together. Uh-oh. And after you get your team, then you then you build the empire. Yeah. But everybody starts to do these things and they do it backwards. Yeah. They create their brand first. They create the brand. You have no product. So I can stop. I can FSP can die tomorrow and I can still go and I can go train 20 guys at right the back. field at $100 a pop yeah. for an hour. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take that money, cash, tax free, and I'm gonna go make some money. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be take okay. Tax free, yeah. yeah. tax free, cash, want, cash yeah. transactions. I'm yeah. out because I have product. So a lot of people, like I say, they get in this industry and they do it backwards. They try to brand first. They they, they build their brand first. I got. I, I'm watching people, literally watching people with clothing lines and clothing line of X, Y, and Z fitness. And I'm like, y'all, you creating a clothing line before you. And I'm watching you do <laughs> burpees and 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 all types of other stuff to athletes that I wouldn't even think about doing. You have no product, brother. Right. Like you have no product. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? And then they try to build a brand. Oh, we're going to follow this move and we're going to follow this move. That's all for the show. That's all for the flash. That's all for the gram. Like it goes back to that, man. You're going to have more Twitter followers and all this other stuff than you got money in your <laughs> bank account. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're talking about right I now. I heard that one. You know? So, Tracy, starting a business is hard. Absolutely. We can all agree to that. Yeah. Why didn't you just go and work for somebody? Why did you want your own? Why didn't you just go and work for somebody? You know, I, I don't even know if it was a deal that I just got into this. I mean, like, I just want my own stuff. No, I just, I, I felt like I had a gift. I had a passion. And it was, I was built for it. So it was never a mindset of, I just, I go work on my own. Because that's the other thing that everybody sees right now is entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. They think that they're too good to have to work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's, it's okay to work for somebody else. It's perfectly fine. You know what I mean? But they get this mentality of entrepreneurship and I, I don't want to work for this person. And they don't really truly understand that it doesn't matter as long as you're doing what you love to do and you want to do and you're able to pay your bills. It doesn't matter who you work for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. But a lot of people get this thing twisted because Gary Vee then made it so cool to be an entrepreneur. And you don't need to do, you know now. what I mean? Everybody want to yeah. be an entrepreneur. Just had that name. And that you could title. be an entrepreneur in your own way. Like I said, you could mm-hmm. be an athlete and get into the sales field and really just crush it yeah. and really crush it. And you, are you still self-made like we talked about? Right. Absolutely. Someone just gave you that opportunity and you use your skill set and did that. Do you work for somebody? Yeah. But are you actually now managing other people and doing things? Yes. Like, yeah. and that's perfectly okay. So to know that, did I, come into this thinking that I want to work for myself? No, I just knew what I wanted to do and I had passion for what I do and I loved it and the truth don't expire. So that's what I wanted to do. And that ended up making an, in, making a, a living for myself where it's like, dang, this is pretty cool. And I look back and it's like, this is pretty cool to do what I love to do and I want to do um, for a living. But at the same token, 
I wanted to train at first. Now I'm doing P&Ls and budgeting and, and, and budgeting for the year and budgeting on event cost and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and coming up with programs outside of that. So it's like it was a whole dynamic that goes into it that I never thought I would have to do or I could actually do that led from the passion of helping people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tracy, how big can like you take that. this? Where do you see this five, 10 years? Is there, is there, is there an end goal or, yeah. What's you know, next? You know, I think the, when we talk about the end goal, you know, I would, li- I would like to have, you know, a place in like, I, I would want to start in, in franchise and help other uh, gym owners yeah. get off the ground, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to get off the ground and, and, you know, and, and me and my, my guy, Rydell Razor, that's one of my business partners, my brother, and he's freaking awesome. And, and, you know, just being able to consult with a lot of these, um, a lot of these people and gym owners and say, hey, this is this is what you need to do. This is what you could do. But at the same time, be very, very honest that this is not an industry that makes a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking that and you have the tools and access to things to do outside of that, go do that. And invest into something that right. mm-hmm. you can invest into it, but I wouldn't go do that because it's not an industry that makes a whole bunch of money mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen fast yeah. and it does not happen fast. So when I look at that of where it can go, as I see a lot of, you know, possible, you know, franchising and building a uh, duplicate, uh, uh, you know, a, a resellable product mm. to be able to uh, franchise a lot of different other um uh, gyms and kind of getting to more of the corporate style of gyms, but still keeping that same niche of sports performance. But again, that, you know, it takes a lot. It, it takes finding the right people. And what I've learned is finding the right people is very, very hard to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, when I look at this, I just want something for my kids when they, when I'm done is my kids can take over this and they'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and that's my main objective is I'm not really, I'm not trying to get rich off this. I want to just take care of my family, take care of my kids. And when, when I, when, when my time passes, my kids can have something in their name that they can take over and it'll be smooth sailing for them. And the building's already set up. Yep. Okay. I like, that. like you said, it, it's not easy, but a lot of people look for that instant gratification. Can you talk to people real quick about, it's not easy. You can't, you, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. Just talk about instant gratification and giving that shit up. It uh, takes work. I think that, you know, it's the social media part of it. I talk about it. It's the social media part of it. It's like, you know, everybody walks in and they want to be a trainer. Like, because it looks easy and it's cool and it looks fun. Like, people tell me, it's like, man, you, you're, you're traveling and you're, you're doing, you know, I see you at the combine. I see you at this place. You see you at this place. And man, it's just, man, it's just awesome, man. I'm just trying to pick your brain and figure out, you know, how you did it. I'm like, well, it's not that fun. Yeah. I'm away from my kids and my kids yeah. are getting older. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my kids are getting older. I want to be at their games. Yeah. I want to be at their games. I want to be at their stuff. So it's not fun. It's not just fun. It's work. Like, it's not. It's not just fun and games. Like, as you know, right? You got to travel for for work. You got you travel for work. Yeah. It's not. It's work. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's still work. Is it fun? Is it happy? But it is work. Let's not get that twisted. And I think that 
people want that so bad, but they don't really understand the outlying factors yeah. of what behind it. Like the you're grind. away from your kids, you yeah. know? And I, and I think yeah. this is where it's at. It's like a lot of these people, and I watch it, and I watch it with my own two eyes, is they start out, they got a gym, they got all this stuff because they got a little bit more time on their hands. They're not really making a lot of money because they training a lot of these cats for free anyways mm -hmm. just to try yes. to build up their brand. And then, you know, about four or five years pass on, and you still doing that same thing. And guess what? You start to have kids. And guess what? Uh, little, little Billy can't eat them weights. Yeah. He can't eat them Instagram posts. So now you got to now you got to start making some money. You know what I mean? And then they start phasing out. I'm like, you know what? This one ain't for me. Okay. Let me uh, let me start going into really working because let me go get a real job. You know what I mean? Because because little Billy can't eat them Instagram likes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I get it. You got 2,500 Instagram <laughs> likes on that picture that you posted with some high school kid or maybe even an NFL guy that you got and that you posted up in there. But that 2,500 likes don't equal to $2,500. Okay. And, your, and, your, and your kid need food and he needs shoes and he's playing sports. Don't let him get into select sports. Oh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because then that really costs yeah, money. Yeah. And then they have that reality sets into them really fast and they fade out. And they fade out. Mm, you know? Man, I wish we could keep going, Tracy, but we got to end this thing, man. Oh, yeah, it's been real. It's appreciate been real, Kai. Yeah, it's been real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Guys, we appreciate you all for watching. Topic of discussion. Thank you, guys. Make sure you subscribe, follow, retweet, leave a comment, all kind of stuff. Thank you, guys. Thank Have you. Peace.